0: And welcome to the Company Watch on the Spot podcast. I'm Joe Kettner, CEO of Company Watch, and I'm joined by Nick Code, financial and commercial risk analyst. Welcome, Nick.
1: <laughs> Good afternoon, Joe.
0: We are recording today's episode on Wednesday, the 13th of April. And our topic for today really is GDP plus inflation equals stagflation. And this is something that we have been talking about. You yeah, know, I think probably about twelve months ago we started yeah. worrying about this being a, a, an issue, um, and really the the data that we've had this week on the inflation numbers and the GDP numbers for the UK, really the signs are pointing in that in that direction, aren't they, Nick? So what are the headlines? Awesome. What what have we actually well, learned?
1: <laughs> headlines are March um, CPI seven percent. Uh, that's up from six point. Two percent in February. Uh, the market was expecting six point seven percent, so they, it wasn't very happy. That's the highest rate. I keep getting quoted when the highest rate before was, but let's take March nineteen ninety two. So it's thirty years when it was seven point one percent. We're not far off that level, really, are we? We're well, not well, far off we, that we, level. At we all. Know, we know we'll be through it because, of course, we haven't yet had the April energy price cap uh, rise. Um, and I think everybody's accepting that we're going to be in the region. I mean, that is now clearly identified as probably going to add 1.6% to CPI. So we'll be up within spitting distance of, uh, of of 9%.
0: And I am um, in some of the commentary today looking at that kind of 8.6 8.7% and just just also cautioning that all the 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 projections for the last few months have undershot so really yes. 9% is not going to be surprising at all for um,
1: no, <clears throat> no not sure at this. all and and it's the usual suspects um contributing you've got um, petrol and diesel up 30.7% year on year um, oils and fats if you look at um uh, at, at um housing costs uh, domestic costs up 18% furniture up 16.8% clothing up 10% uh transport up 10 point f- sorry 13.4% and so it goes on i mean it's, it's just Absolutely um, bizarre. One thing I did notice, which is uh, um, really probably a harbinger of worse news to come, but looks better at the moment, is that if you split down the economy between goods and services, the CPI rate for goods in March was 9.4%. Mm-hmm. For services, it was only 4 and the general comment seems to be um aha, so it's not wages driving up costs in the service sector, but of course everything else is going up in the service sector. Yeah. From and presumably April this
0: is this is going to be something that that will come. You know, we've had the national insurance um hike coming in, in, in April. We've got the the energy, the cost of living. Um, prices coming, you know, with relentless yes. um, abandon, yeah. it seems. And so there and, will and be remember, much more pressure remember, on wages, I think.
1: And remember, I mean, some of the energy price increase for businesses may already be in the system because, of course, they're not energy capped. There's yeah, no we've energy capped for businesses.
0: That's true. We've talked about this before. There are lots of businesses that I've spoken to who have, have previously um, capped fixed. their prices, you know, perhaps a year or two years ago. So actually, there could be even a bigger shock to come to those businesses, yep. you know, if they, if they've price capped in the 2020 um, levels on a three year um, on a three year basis, for example, that could be a big shock to to come. It, uh,
1: it 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 could it could indeed be the one that always worries me because uh, you know I have spent most of my career in business one way or another making things or distributing things. Is that the increase in factory prices in in the year to March 2022 was 11.9 percent. Uh, that's up from 10.2% in february yes. so that really isn't a pretty sight and it's going to get uglier um, still and when we come on to talk about employment and unemployment and wage growth you know the implications are quite stark and quite uh, quite clear um, rpi is at 9% mm-hmm. so 7% cpi Let's ignore CPIH. And I just wish that the ONS would as well, because I'm fed up with ploughing through analysis of an index that nobody cares about.
0: And that that's the, tends to be their headline, doesn't it? I always get confused when you start reading the release. All the numbers are relating to CPIH, and then buried somewhere is <laughs> the CPI figure
1: yes apologies to apologies to all our all our listeners this is this is us two um uh, two nerds getting getting really upset about not liking what the ons does but uh, there we go um rpi 9% and that came that triggered an interesting warning from the institute for fiscal studies this morning that says that that means that student loan interest rates for higher earners will go up in September from 4.5 percent to 12 percent and for and lower will it? it'll, it'll go up from 1.5 percent to nine percent fortunately it's only for a period of time this is going to be a real real roller coaster and of course also remember this is um England uh doesn't apply in Scotland
0: mm. but as so, well and, and also we've got that that's on the top of the the terminal you know you 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 the, the student loan repayment is complex isn't it I and mean, not everybody yes. in fact lots, lots of people won't pay back although let's not forget that the term the maximum term of repayment has now increased from 30 years to 40 years so you know presumably any more people will pay pay back more but it effectively it feels like a graduate tax this now doesn't it, it does right. absolutely yeah. um,
1: and, and and if you think that um the in a full year the uh, interest rate for higher earners from September onwards who came out of university with a 50 grand debt, student loan debt, um, will be incurring £6,000 a year in interest. It's just sort of, ah, Staggering, isn't it? Staggering. (laughs) Um, yeah, and I think and, yeah, and so, it's
0: interesting. I mean, I guess we're not going to go into the, the detail of this now, but it, it does that does seem to raise questions about, you know, university um, attendance, potentially pr- pressure on, on wages down the line if this yeah. continues to be um, a kind of upwards um, cost that, that people are paying along with the cost of living. So I, I feel that there are potential little kind of ticking time bombs here that could have quite big um, impacts on the economy. At some point, some point down the line.
1: That's right, and 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 the, um, a couple of last comments about this. Um, thinking briefly again about RPI, um, the government has three hundred and forty-three billion pounds worth of debt linked to RPI. It's
0: like a third, isn't it? A third of the about debt. About
1: that. <clears throat> and and just in case you think our seven percent is a worry, on CPI, um, US inflation in March was eight point five percent. Spain was 9.8%. <laughs> <laughs> so we ain't the only ones got with a problem here. Uh, um,
0: but that, in a way, is also problematic, isn't it? Because you know, you think the Bank of England's job is, is to, to rein in um, inflation. But, of course, they're being faced with a, a problem that is global in its nature. And therefore, the tools that they have at their disposal to actually try and control this are you know, week Limited, um, at best.
1: Limited,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got the next MPC is, um, we looked it up earlier, it's 5th of, it? of May, isn't it? So, yeah, you know, interest rate rises presumably, you know, baked in um, for that, but yep.
1: will it do any difference? You know, it's... Difficult to see what impact, except it's the... The old thing think of the Bank of England being seen to do something exactly, which, if only they had what? been
0: seen to do something
1: a lot you know, earlier, a lot
0: earlier. <laughs> maybe, maybe that might have, might, maybe that might have helped matters. So let's move if on now, um, Nick. To so we've, we've covered inflation. The other side of the stagflation picture is obviously GDP.
1: GDP. Yeah. So so we've yeah we've done deflation. Now let's, uh, let's 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 do the, the stag. <laughs> <coughs> let's do the stag. Um, this is the ONS numbers from Monday. And we are effectively wallowing in the water with the engines not running. Um, GDP, this is uh, February, up 0.1%. Um, and it leaves the economy comparison to pre-pandemic in February 2020 up a magical 1.5% mm. after two and a bit years. Within that, services actually didn't have well, they didn't exactly set the world on fire in February, but they were up 0.2%. And overall, they're up pre-pandemic 2.1%. Yep. Manufacturing's down 0.4% in the in 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 February and down still below pre-pandemic, not by much, 0.7%. Construction, pretty poor month, but early in the year it often does, you know, because of all sorts weather of weather um, and things. Mm-hmm. Weather and stuff. Um, and uh, they are 1.1% up on pre-pandemic. But we are, we are sitting there being battered by economic forces and you know, with, with no obvious sign of anybody's hand on the tiller.
0: It's, really, it's interesting. So the one of the things that, that jumped at me is on the ONS um, commentary was human health and social work activities was a main driver to the monthly gdp being at 1.5% and you just but you know, that doesn't really strike me as a as a kind of powerhouse economy starting to kind of take take off again does it and, and we know um you know test and trace had um had detracted from from growth and we know that that had been we've talked about that in the past being you know an odd the the way that the, the gdp is calculated in the uk is different from from other countries and and test and trace activity had had been you know pushing that up and that's now started with, as we're seeing that that effect reverse. Um, and let's make the, the point that obviously that's compared to in December. There was obviously a lot of activity around Omicron and and the booster yeah. campaigns and things. But you know test and trace now the free tests are ending. There's a lot of of, of contraction in that whole area. Um, so presumably that will that will feed into further declines. Of, of GDP calculation in in March and April, just at the point at which the inflation figure is yeah. is set to rise.
1: Yes, I think uh, I, th- uh, I think that's um, that's quite right. But I suppose really when you look at the demographics of uh, of, of, of the British population, um, maybe health is the leading indicator for for GDP. He's he he he's, he said that recording. <laughs> They're recording this recording this uh, this this episode having just tested positive for covid for the first time so there we go
0: <laughs> yeah we but go. it just it feels you know the whole aging population you know you've, on the one hand you've got the kind of aging population you've got the student loan as we talked about earlier on really seeming to be impacting on young people and that again that the kind of demographics of that feel like it's not necessarily mm. the, the kind of the dynamic economy that that we were promised um, in the kind of uplands of, of, of post-Brexit success, but we'll see. We'll see what what comes up. But you know, I think the point really is that the economy is looking in a pretty sorry state.
1: Yes, I mean not all of it of the government's making. You know, nobody nobody could have um, predicted the war in. Um, well, maybe they could have predicted the war in Ukraine, but maybe not the timing. Mm. Um, uh, but. Uh, you know it and of course what it as i think you said in the last podcast what it continues to highlight is the problem with um global supply chains um and and of course it's not just ukraine because interesting i found a piece somewhere goodness knows where it was um saying that there are now 500 container ships stuck outside Shanghai and other Chinese ports, because of the zero COVID, COVID policy in China, um, and you know that isn't going to help anybody. And anywhere. that's also
0: been that's also been driving a kind of you know, on the one hand, slightly positive falling commodity prices, but. It, Actually, you know, if it's because production is, is slowing down and we're not actually getting the goods and there's a the demand, you know, that is not yeah. a not a good picture um really either.
1: No, no, no absolutely. What right, right, final we about, you went um, to that unemployment. Yeah, that was your last. Unemployment, the wages, yes. Um should we do the good news first? Yes, because because we, we have, have some good news. A piece please? Of good, we yes. have a good piece of good news. Um, we have the lowest level of unemployment since 2019, when, uh, for the three months to the end of February 2022, we were down to 3.8%. Down to, And yet, um, vacancies continue to rise, but as, as somebody on the Today programme said, the good news is that vacancies are rising, but not as fast as they were before. Um, anyway. This is, is again, are
0: we, are we down, is that um, lower unemployment figure is there also a kind of higher number of people who are economically inactive you know this yeah. this we've, we've we've heard haven't we of, of lots of people actually yeah. leaving the workforce um
1: because of yes those things that that hasn't that hasn't changed
0: yeah
1: that hasn't changed at all um so, so actually,
0: I guess we're not we're not comparing necessarily quite like for like in terms of um, in terms of the unemployment figures because actually there are fewer people in the workforce to be in the workforce unemployed. Yeah, yeah, yeah interesting.
1: Yes, oh yes, yes. Sorry, I have not thought of that. That's uh, gosh, there's there's always an angle. There's always an angle in the statistic, isn't there? Isn't there um, uh, average weekly earnings. Again, this was the, this was the big focus of the commentary on the unemployment. Uh, Uh, data that was published on uh, yesterday, on Tuesday. Um, Mm -hmm. Average weekly earnings, including bonuses, have risen by 4.8%. Sorry, from 4.8% in January to 5.4% in February. Mm -hmm. And those figures are, if you exclude the bonuses, you go from 3.8% to 4%. So they are are rising. (coughs) Apologies. Apologies. But um, when you adjust for inflation, wages um, dropped by one point mm. three percent—the sharpest monthly fall since two thousand and, uh, and thirteen. And there's another niggly little little bifurcation of the market going on that nobody ever talks about. The average weekly earnings rise in the private sector was six percent. Public sector, it's one point nine. Just wow. think what's happening to the, to the disposable income and spending power of all those people in the public sector. You have got inflation at 7% and going to go to 10 And they're getting 1.9% pay rises. And, of course, broadly speaking, they don't get bonuses.
0: No, I mean the 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 payoff has always been pension, hasn't it? You know, public sector yes. pensions yeah. obviously tended to be a lot better than than private sector, you know. But even so, that's 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 not going to help in the um in the short term, and and, and presumably yeah. a drain of, of of people, you know, people looking at um at switching from public sector jobs, which we need to keep the yeah. country going. Um,
1: yeah, I know. So it's that that's well, that that is really. really quiet, I mean, that's so.
0: quite stark. Um, that's quite a stark differential, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because the difference, was being the government can 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 control one and can't control the other. Okay. And in the other part, you know, in the private sector, um, it's a matter of necessity because if you if you've seen any one of the wide range of restaurateurs being interviewed today after the inflation figures, just saying uh, yeah, the the one of my f- favourite restaurants here in London. Uh, well, Restaurant Chains is the Galvin chain, and uh, Chris Galvin was, was quoted as saying, we're having real trouble here. I'm now having to post somebody in the smoking area that the staff go to outside the building to stop people from other restaurants trying to poach my staff while they're on, on a fact break.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Oh, my goodness. I know, I know, I know. So, you know, these it, it, it and uh, was it BA offering thousand pound signing on fees for staff. Because I mean, just come through um, uh, Gatwick Airport twice in the last uh, last last week. Um, it's pretty obvious that there's a fair shortage of staff. Mm. So this is going on. So, of course, that that rise in in pay in the private sector will only will only get higher.
0: And it's, it's interesting isn't it, we had because we, obviously we experienced um, that that dislocation or in supply chains early on in the pan- pandemic. And as we're coming out, I think we've got that kind of similar dislocation in the service in, in the way yes. that the, these kind of travel service sectors are uh, resourced. And you can't just yeah. turn, as we found out, you know, quite dramatically in twenty twenty, yeah. you can't just turn on and off tax and expect everything to to magically work work well and you know i think we're, we're finding that there and, and, and you say is attracting people and you know with, with low unemployment and high vacancies that drives that drives wages is not it and therefore it prices does. further and that drives inflation and you know we're in so, so it goes on wage yeah.
1: price spiral wage <laughs> price spiral. and one last comment yes if please may. please do the insol- the insolvency market now oh. there's nothing this is all anecdotal but um Everything I'm picking up is saying it's busy. Suddenly in the last month, it's busy. I've got people saying, um uh, you know, I, I, where I'm trying to get people to write PR articles for insolvency firms to place with, with journalists, pardon me. <coughs> um, I'm finding people are saying, I can't, I'm too busy. Where too is that coming from? Content. Is
0: it is it the voluntary um driver that we were seeing before? Is it credit-ed or where is yes. this?
1: Well, I mean, more and more credit, more and more creditor led, and more and more directors um, and owners of businesses saying, I'm out of here. I just simply don't want to do this anymore. Any, any, any more. So um, I'm going to be um, all over the March insolvency stats when they come out in a week or so's time, not for the March stats, although it, that will be interesting to see, but for the um, the industry breakdown, yeah. to see where it's happening. Yeah. Because I can tell you that its construction is certainly rising.
0: I mean, I was seeing that again over uh, over my network. Um, construction is really um, there are lots of there are a lot of construction businesses that are
1: struggling. Yes, and um, <clears throat> I mean there was a a pretty sharp rise in insolvency. Um, insolvencies in the construction sector in January, <clears throat> but when we see February, will uh, when we see the March uh, overall numbers, we'll get the February industry breakdown. Yes. And I think that will be will begin to confirm a trend in certain sectors.
0: And again, you know those the um, those early warning notifications that we're um, we're providing that we're collecting the notice of intention to appoint um, yep. administrators. Those are really worth um, worth looking at because they are that is the kind of first um, the first signs. Um, yes, and I experiments, do. and also doing those experiments. You know, I know we bang on about yes. it a lot, but you know, try looking at those 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 people that are critical in your customer and, and supplier base, and just doing a, yeah. like a quick a quick forecast, changing a few of those numbers. What what is their tolerance to be able to yeah. kind of withstand this? I mean, these enormous inflation um, pressures yeah. that that we're we're talking about really really important to um, to to keep on top of those
1: risks. Yes, because the the thinner the margin that the business model um provides the more exposed they are yeah Yeah. they have to play with
0: thank you very much as always um, for your very detailed and um thoughtful commentary Uh, i'm sorry we're not able to share share better news but we will be back um with hopefully some 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 more um some more data and some more more news next week thanks everybody for listening goodbye